Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. Yesterday, Wednesday, was the celebration of Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Israel Independence Day, the 75th anniversary of the birth of the State of Israel on the Hebrew calendar. I want to talk about the situation in Israel today from the perspective of a rabbi, from the perspective of an American rabbi, and what I think is our obligation in American Jews at this moment. But before I do, I want to make it clear that this day of Yom Ha'atzmut and our reactions about Israel in general should be one of celebration. What Israel has meant to our people, what Israel has meant to each of us, and what Israel has meant to the world in general cannot be forgotten as we discuss the conflicts of today. And it is time to celebrate and to recognize the astonishing accomplishments of the state in the past 75 years. It's been my honor to be able to lead, been a privilege to be able to lead groups to Israel, to explore the land, to meet the people, to hear Hebrew being spoken on the street, and to understand the great growth of this nation over the past 75 years. But this Yom Ha'atzma'ut came at a time of great conflict within Israel. As we know, and as you've heard me speak about in a previous podcast, and as anyone knows who has been reading the papers or looking online, knows that there have been hundreds of thousands of people gathering in the streets week after week for the past few months in protest to plans by the government to uh, have changes in the judicial system and also for many of these people, it's not only a protest against the specific actions regarding the judicial system, which seem to threaten the democracy of the state of Israel, but it's the government itself, their statements and actions which are racist, misogynist, uh, homophobic, and even at times seems to be inciting violence or seem to be praising violence in certain ways. Those actions are not from my perspective and clearly from the perspective of so many, reflective of what the Jewish state should be, what Israel should be, what we hope it will be. And I think that as we look at Yom Ha'atzmut this year, if we look at the Israel Independence Day, we know that there were celebrations, but there were also still protests going on. And I think it's important to remember what the issues are that are important. The other day I had an opportunity to speak with a friend of mine, who lives in Israel, and she mentioned to me something that I knew cognitively but hadn't really appreciated 100%, which is that the symbol of the protests have in fact been the Israeli flag. The Israeli flag now has seems to be mostly symbolic, mostly emblematic of those people who are protesting, and that's important because they are protesting out of love they are protesting out of concern for the state and understanding that the decisions that are being proposed by this government and the actions of this government do not reflect what Israel was intended to be or what the hopes are for the state of Israel. And it's very, it's very important when in a democracy, when in a place with free speech, people are able to express their criticisms where appropriate of the government. And these people by and large, are standing up as patriots, responding to 
what this government wants to do and understand the importance of moving in a different direction for the state of Israel. As a rabbi here in the United States, I've had many, many opportunities to speak about Israel from the beam or from the pulpit and to write about Israel and to lead groups to Israel, as I said, and to explore and to understand and to deepen the connection with the land. But those moments on the bima, on the pulpit, have been critical. Many times they've been to sing songs of joy, to sing songs of celebration, to encourage people to go to Israel, to welcome back those who had been, and to under explain to people and to the young people and the older people in the congregation how important Israel is to our people. But there have also been many, many opportunities that I've had where I felt it was my responsibility as a rabbi to express some criticism of the state, to criticize political decisions, to criticize the disenfranchisement of, for example, conservative and reformed Jews. That's just one example. And to speak about those issues of concern, which I feel we need to raise our voices about. It hasn't always been easy to do that because many people will say, what right do you have to criticize Israel? You don't live there. My answer to that is very simple. Israel says that it represents the Jewish people worldwide. As such, I can't vote in Israel, and I don't have to deal with the implications of the policies that I might be suggesting or the, or the ones that I'm criticizing, and I understand that. That's why I'm very careful to temper my criticism and to, and to uh, make sure that people understand I realize that part of it, but still, I need to raise my voice. And I think we all do. If we, think, if we are committed to a certain set of values and feel that those values aren't being represented in our country, in the United States, we say it. And for some reason, that doesn't bother people in the congregations as much as it does when we say, when we criticize issues regarding Israel. And I know part of it is because we don't live there. And part of it is because people will say to me, there's enough criticism of Israel from outside. People, people hear it from everywhere. Why did I have to hear it inside the synagogue? But that's important because people need to hear the criticism from people who love Israel, from people who support Israel, from people who care about Israel and believe in the importance of the state of Israel. And so over the years, I have criticized Israel where I felt it was appropriate and no more strongly than criticizing the occupation of the West Bank, which I feel is the greatest democratic, the greatest challenge to democracy in Israel. Understanding the security needs, understanding the threat of terror is, is one thing. But the expansion of the settlement process, the human rights abuses which take place uh, against the Palestinian people, which go far, far beyond the security needs, need to be called. They need to be reckoned with. We need to speak about them. And we need to understand that this situation has to change. The status quo that has existed for so many years now since the Six-Day War cannot continue this way. I'm not wise enough to know what exactly the, the, the answer should be, what the, what the, uh, uh, the proper way of moving forward is, but this is not the way. And unfortunately, year after year, as the occupation becomes more and more firm and more and more established, and as the settlements grow, 
it becomes less and less likely that this idea of a two-state solution, which we've been talking about for years, could come to pass. And that, to me, is the greatest threat to democracy within Israel. Even greater, it would seem to me, than the very, very serious issue of the judicial reforms which are being proposed. So I've spoken out, and I feel that that's my job as a rabbi and my job as a person representing the Jewish people in certain ways in the United States, or at least a certain community of the Jewish people, to be able to be frank, when in fact, the state of Israel does not is not acting in accordance with what I perceive the values to be. But again, that's it. It it, it it's an important role. And now we look back, and I want to go back now to the protests that are taking place. Because I think it's a marvelous thing that people are able in the state to gather as they do and to criticize the state, the government, for what it is doing. And I know that many, many rabbis, many more that have spoken out before against aspects of Israel's policies are now speaking out. And I say kol kavod, fantastic. That's the way it should be. If, in fact, people disagree with the policies of the government, we should be able to speak out against it. And I know that with the background of hundreds of thousands of people in Israel saying it, it, it makes it, it, I wouldn't say easier isn't the right word, but it makes it more logical, even, that people will speak out and will make their voices heard. And that's what I want to say in this podcast. I want to add two points. And I want to ask you all to do two things. Well, first of all, before what I want to ask you to do is make sure that you're aware of what these issues are. If you care about issue about Israel, if you if you are emotionally connected in any way to Israel, please pay attention to the news, read, understand what's happening. And if you find yourself, as I do certainly, if you find yourself supporting these protests and finding the actions, the attitudes, and the statements of the government objectionable, as I do and as I've said, then I'm going to ask you to do two things. First of all, if you're a member of a congregation where your rabbi has spoken out in favor of the protests and against what's going on in the government, I ask you to communicate with your rabbi and tell her or tell him exactly how you feel and how you, su- how the, how you support the, the statements that, that your rabbi has made. If your rabbi has been, been outspoken, tell him or tell her that you support them and that you appreciate their frankness and their willingness to stand up for our values as a people and as a faith. And that's very important because they will hear from the, they will hear the criticism. You can be sure of that. And I want to make sure they hear your support. And the second thing I'm going to ask you to do is something that several people I know from Israel have asked. When we say, what can we do? One of the things that they say is if you support the protests that are going on, what you should do is let your elected officials on the federal level, the, 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 uh, your senators, your representative in the House of Representatives, let them know how you feel. Let them understand as Every poll has shown now that the majority of American Jews do not support this government and, and, and are standing in emotionally and, and, uh, and uh, symbolically with the protesters. Let them know that because they need to know that American Jews are not, so to speak, lockstep with the government of Israel. 
And it's very, very important that they know that so that they can then express their opinions and know that members of the Jewish community are behind them. And members of the pro-Israel community are behind them. And this is what we're seeing more and more. So, again, to just sum up, it's, there's so much to celebrate about what Israel is and what Israel has become. And so many, and, and I can't urge you enough to, to make that trip to Israel if you haven't ever done it or if you have to go back again. And if you can't do that, at least engage in what is happening in Israel and understand it more because there's so much to celebrate. But Israel is at a crossroads, both in terms of the issues that are being raised by the protesters and the issue of the occupation, which is not necessarily being talked about in the protests, but I believe is every bit, if not much, and I say much more important, of an issue that threatens democracy within Israel and threatens the future of Israel as a state, then, then this, this is the most important issue, and it needs to be addressed. And, and Israel needs to find a way to, in some way, working, God willing, with the Palestinian leadership, to figure out a way to take a step back from what has been the status quo for so many years and, and, and ensure self-determination and security for Palestinians as well, obviously, needless to say, but it has to be said, and it should be said, security for those living within Israel. Because to me, that's going to be the hallmark of a democratic state. With all of that in mind, we look forward to hearing better news from Israel in the year to come. But knowing that, from my perspective, so many people standing out on the street and protesting uh, about uh, uh, proposals and a government which seems to be standing in the face of democracy and threatening to underline democracy and justice and inclusion in the country, standing up against that in, in hopes of Israel living out the values of our people and, 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 and its, its dreams and its hope for the future. Until next time, thank you.